0: It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G, and it's Monday. It's uh, January 10, 2022. Hope you guys had a great weekend. A a crazy, interesting weekend, right? Um, So much shit. Let me see here. I wrote a few things down I wanted to talk about. Uh, Well, how about we get started with uh, losing one of the greats, man? Mr. Danny Tanner himself. Rest in peace, the great bob saget we lost him this weekend yesterday to be exact sunday and uh you know i don't know a lot of details just i just know kind of what you guys know but more details are coming out as we speak but unfortunately he was found dead in his hotel in orlando i believe and uh i mean he must have been performing i'm sure maybe the improv out there um And uh, what can I say about Mr. Bob Saget, man? I I never met him. I never had a chance to work with him. Uh, We missed each other a few times here and there. But uh, I was always hoping, looking forward to running into him and maybe working with him and speaking to him and learning from him, you know. Y'all know, man, uh, even though he was one of the the most uh, beloved TV fathers of all time and a great, great... uh, uh, you know, actor for what he did and full house and America's funniest videos. He was actually a very dirty comedian, right? I think a lot of you guys know this. Maybe if you've seen this comedy or heard of him, but he was a very explicit, very, very filthy blue comic. Uh, and I never got to see him in person. I just seen clips of him and, uh, You know, as a matter of fact, last time we were in San Jose Improv, a few months ago, he was going to be there the weekend after, too. So they were showing previews, uh, clips of his stand-up before the show. You know, they show like a little promo video before the show begins of upcoming um, artists. And obviously, he was one of them. And uh, very filthy guy, man. But (laughs) a a great dude. A fucking great that we lost, man. And... uh, you know, obviously Danny Tanner was a, a big influence on all of us, right? All of us us in our 40s. Full House back in the 90s was a huge, huge show. Uh and uh I actually enjoyed a Fuller House. I saw Fuller House, I saw season one, I really enjoyed it. I think I saw season two. I think they lost me after season two. I didn't think I I don't think I went back to season three. Uh, you know, Aunt Becky getting locked up, kinda, you know. Fucked shit up for me, but, uh, nah, but, nah, I think the show was kind of like, eh, I thought it was good, I thought, I love the concept, I like how they're bringing these shows back, and they're really doing a good job with them, especially Cobra Kai, I think everybody's gotta follow that model of Cobra Kai, which, by the way, is, was amazing, season four, I think, uh, you know, it's getting mixed reviews, but I personally think season four is probably one of the best seasons, one of the best, I mean, all of them have been good, though, So, it's hard to say which is the best because they've all been pretty damn good. I'll get back to Cobra Kai. But Fuller House also did a pretty good twist to it. I really like how they do, you know, they bring it back. It's pretty much a spinoff or a continuation, a reunion. These are all very hard shows to pull off, right? It's hard to pull that off. It's not easy. It's been like 20 years. People have moved on. It's a different world out there now, different sense of humor. All that from the '90s compared to now. So when they bring these shows back, or like Cobra Kai, it's very hard to pull off, dog. So, uh, but they, I think they did a really good job, especially Fuller House season one. I like what they did. You know, little cameos from Uncle Joey and uh, Uncle Jesse, and of course Danny Tanner popping in, and Becky and all that. I like how they bring them in because that's what we want to see. We want to see the nostalgia. But we also want a new, new. We also want a new, new. See new shit. So I think they did a great job. But you know, unfortunately, Michelle they didn't come back. Right? Uh, the Olsen twins apparently have retired from acting at age fucking thirty eight or whatever they're at. Uh, and they stuck to their guns. I really thought they were gonna break. Uh, I thought like after season one and how great the season was, and they did a really good job and. It was funny. It was cool. it was fine. It was fine, right? It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was fine. It got the job done. It introduced us, uh, reintroduced us to a great cast of who we fell in love with in the 90s. And then we got to see them again. And then there's a new generation of kids. Like, my kids really enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it, dog. Like, they had a good time with it. They took it for what it was, you know? But I already thought Michelle was going to, like, come back. Like, either a cameo... Uh, one episode, you know, I, one of those chicks. There's two chicks. There's fucking twins, dog. I thought one of them was going to give in, right? But they both stuck to the guns and said, Charlie, they're done with acting, fool. They're like, they're like done, done, fool. And they're serious about that. And they're cochilla millionaires, fool. So they don't get, they don't need the paycheck. They don't need that shit. But still, for what the show did for them, and who knows, maybe it wasn't, Maybe they still have grudges against the show because they were child actresses. Maybe they didn't—they ha- didn't have a such a good time as we think they did. But I just felt they kind of owed it to the show, you know, to go back and at least one episode, say, "Hey, we're mo- I'm moving to Europe or whatever, whatever the fuck they would have done with it, it would have worked." And they never came back, and it was a little weird, right? strange plane around that you know because they would bring her up every once in a while and that that she called and so on forth you know but whatever it made it work they made it work and uh yeah dude it, it it's a good it's a good show man and, and seeing Danny Tanner reprise his role as Danny Tanner or Bob Saget reprise his role as Danny Tanner I thought it worked I did I think all of that worked I mean I, I'm fine with it dude come on this is coming from a guy who watches uh babysitters club I've been watching Baby Series Club on Netflix with my son, the youngest, uh, Nikki. Nikki's a little... He, he likes girls. He's a little girl crazy. Not girl, He's not crazy about girls, but he's very low-key about girls. Like, he likes girls. He thinks they're pretty. He's infatuated by them. Like, he likes them. He likes seeing girls. Like right? So, uh, he likes that show. He's very gravitated to that show. I think it's because Las Niñas Estan Bonitas for him, uh... I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're, f- they're funny. They're silly. But he's really into it. So he asked me to watch it with him because he saw with his mom. Then he came over one night and he's like, hey, dad, let's watch Babysitter's Club. I'm like, get the F out of here, fool. No. It, dude, I am. Look at me. Do you look like a guy that would watch Babysitter's Club, fool? Look at this. I look like I a guy who beats up baby girls. Baby girls. Uh, babysitters. Um, and Of course not, right? But. I told him, come on, dog. Don't do that to me, bro. Let's put on Raw. Let's put on SmackDown. Let's put on something. Can we watch some sports? Can we watch something else, please? They're like, no, papi, you will like it. You're going to like it. And he laughs and he laughs and he, has a, he enjoys it. I like watching it for his reactions, right? He likes to react to it. He likes the storylines. He likes the jokes. And so I started watching Baby Series Club with him. And let me tell you, dog. I started binge watching that shit and I got through the whole season very quickly, bro. I enjoyed it. We watched like two, three, four episodes at a time and it's only like eight to ten episodes, right? So within two days, we're done. And... I- I used to have a huge crush on Alicia Silverstone. Obviously, Clueless, bro. Oh, my God. Her and La Morenita from that movie, dog. Oh, my God. I had the biggest crush on those two chicks, bro. La Morenita, man, had the prettiest eyes, prettiest face, bro. That chick just had a face. And Alicia Silverstone, man, you know me. I like white girls, like You know? So, like, it was... Seeing her again, she doesn't look all that. The years have kind of, uh, you know beating her down a little bit, but it's still Alicia Silverstone. Stone still cute, you know. And it's a little style check. So I got through it. And, you know, and the girls, oh, let me I was getting the girls, obviously they're gonna be pretty girls, whatever, the kids, but what I'm trying to tell you is that it's good writing, dog. And obviously they get them from the books, right? So I've never read a babysitter's club book in my life, ever, right? But obviously they're pulling the stories out from the from the books. And, and then they, and then they, uh, and they reinvent them too, right? They, they make a more new school to what it is now. Cause obviously a lot of these books have been around forever, but the shit that they deal with is pretty cool. They deal with some pretty cool, uh, uh, you know, issues such as, you know, uh, diabetes, uh, bullying, uh, but they, they deal, they deal with it in a pretty cool way. Like, you know, uh. Parents br- divorcing, parents divorcing, uh, boy crushes, pinches. Uh, you know how girls are always competing with each other, jealousy. Dude, I, I think it's just well written, well acted. The little girls can act. The girls, the, the well casted. Uh, every there's a, it represents everybody, right? A black girl, white girl, Mexican girl, Asian girl, but. They do a very good job about it it does it's not really like it's not in your face they even do they deal with gay you know with uh gayism right they deal with a little bit of that and they do it really well they attack it very well like it's comfortable I can watch it with my kids and be comfortable with it, laugh a little bit, enjoy it, and move on with my day like I'm not there watching it like, this is stupid. This is dumb. This is fucking ridiculous. This is ins-. like, you know, I'm actually like enjoying it. And I catch myself enjoying that show. Dog. So th- that's where I'm at in life. I-, I think with me, dude, it's not even, it's more like I start to dissect it. I, di- I dissect the writing, the acting, what they're trying to like, their agenda, the arc, everything they're trying to accomplish. I like to pay attention to that. Then do they deliver, you know? No one is doing it better than Cobra Kai. No one, dog. Cobra Kai, let me tell you guys. And I know I've derailed from the Bob Saget. Rest in peace. Gonna miss him. A legend, dog. But it just brought up all these things that, like, how they're bringing all these shows back, and they're doing a pretty damn good job, For I even saw uh, Saved by the Bell. I saw, like, one episode. That one I wasn't completely sold on. The only thing I kind of liked about it is that they do came out a little harder, like with the jokes. There's some jokes that are a little like more aggressive, and I appreciate it that they're at least at least trying to break out of the '90s fucking, you know, rated G jokes. For they're trying to push it to PG-13 type of jokes. And I appreciate that I do, dog. Because like, you can't be just stuck in that. Where, no one lives like that me fucking way anymore, dog. Right now they they're actually going a little harder. They have like a tranny girl in there too in that show. Kind of threw me off, but you know I try to get in there. When I say throw me off, it's just like, do I buy it? Do I buy this? Is is this how it would be if they had a little a, a, a tranny girl, you know, as a homie? Uh and I just, that, that, that sort of like, do I buy this? Am I believing this? And I guess, right? But I only saw one episode of it. and I thought it was okay. I saw, I just saw the pilot. I'm sure maybe it's gotten better. Who knows? I'll probably go back to it again. I got Peacock. I'll check it out. I just never went back to it. Uh, but nothing like Cobra Kai. And if you know about Cobra Kai, dog, Cobra Kai was created by super fans of the Karate Kid movies. So these two guys, I believe it's two guys, who I should have put more research into before I started this podcast today. But from what I know, from what I've read, from what I've seen, it started from two hardcore fans who love the movies, love the series. And they created a spinoff. I don't know if they intended it to be a movie, but they created the show. And the show obviously wasn't like... I, it wasn't really uh, accepted very well at first. So it, it ended up on YouTube Red or something, right? Nobody was really watching it. But the people who saw it always said really good things about it, huh? In fact, I told you a story. Back in 2017, I was performing in Vegas with Brett Ernst, uh one of the characters on that show, the cousin of El Pinche Danielson, right, that works at dealership, Brett Earns. I was with him that weekend in Vegas, when he was telling me, like, I don't know if he's already shot it or was going to shoot it, but he kept talking about it. When we had, like, were having lunch and dinner or we're hanging out, he would talk about, I think he had already shot it or was going back to do more shoots for it. And he was pretty excited about it. I remember him telling me this about this project, and I was like, in my head, obviously I didn't tell him this. I was like, that's gonna sounds like a disaster. That sounds like it's going to be gimmicky shit. like, But, you know, I didn't tell him this. I was happy for him. I really was truly happy for him. He was very excited about it. Uh, and he was like, yeah, man, we're doing Cobra Kai. It's like a whole spin-off about the movie and it's a show and Daniel's son's going to be in it and uh, Johnny Lawrence and, you know, I play his cousin and uh, my role's pretty dope and I'm having fun. It was, uh, so it was like, I was excited for him, but like, when he would explain to me what the show's about, I was like, yeah, maybe he didn't do a good job explaining it to me, but I was like, All right, that's something that's just kind of fall flat in its face, bro. Like in my head, I was like, Ew, good luck to that. But obviously, it went really well. And I was excited to see it because of him. So when I first saw that I heard about the season one dropping, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. I got to check this out. And let me tell you, man, and I think a lot of you guys agree with me because I've already hear people talk shit about Cobra Kai. It's so well done, fool. So well done. Yeah, it's a little gimmicky. Yeah, it's a little. Dumb, silly, hacky, maybe even, but the thing about Cobra Kai is that they accept it. They accept what it is. Like Karate is silly. It this is we're going based off an '80s movie. Uh, we have some old school thinking with new school thinking, and it makes fun of itself. And that's what I think I appreciate about the show itself the most. That it makes fun of itself. It makes fun that these old people are out here, you know, living karate life. And at the end of the day, dog, it's still just karate. No one fucks with karate as much as we used to. But now they bring this new spotlight to it where, like, karate is pretty badass. And if you know how to fight karate or whatever, martial arts, you're a pretty badass motherfucker if you know how to use it right. Right. And I just... I just really enjoy what they're doing with it, fool. Like, I, I, the, the characters are dope. Uh, that Hawk character, that one, uh, all those fools, dog. All of them are great, dog. And I think they do a really good job with the uh, with the fusion of the old school with the new school. And the show never takes itself too serious, dog. At the end of the day, it never takes itself too serious, fool. It still deals with real issues, right? And it still deals with some of the silliness that this movie gave us and i i just it's a great combination great written, writing uh the storytelling itself the ang- the perspective of the cobra kai end of this even with johnny lawrence in the beginning like we're all pulling for danny we're all naturally pulling for daniel's son but then they flipped the script on us where it's like we start we end up like rooting for johnny lawrence and fuck Daniel's son. He's the fucking antagonist of this show. Or is he? And is he not? And it's just like... It's great, bro. It's just great. And I don't about how everybody is, like, all in. Like, every character in all these movies is down to come back. Everyone, man. And that's freaking pretty awesome itself, man. So, um, obviously, Mr. Miyagi is no longer with us. Because he would have been all in, too. But everybody... Like, from part one, part two, part three, all the characters reprising the roles, coming back, and just the backstory, the arc in every one of these characters, it's just done so great. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, Doug, it's just, do yourself a favor and check it out, dude, it's a fucking, it's funny, dude, it's actually funny, it, you can watch it with your kids, you, you can watch it with anybody, anywhere. It just, it like, you don't have to, like, don't even, like, take it too serious. Just watch it and enjoy it, dog. And that's all that's all it takes, fool, you know? And I like what a lot of these, I wish they could do a lot more of these shows with other movies, right? Who knows? Let me see if I can think of any right now, fool. But there are so many, like, there's so such great creative people out there, fool. I'm just so impressed with them um yeah fool, it's a it's a trip dog it's a trip um, i love season four dog it's, it's, it's season four was i don't know I, I i just like what they do dog they they the twist the turns the bad guys turning good guys the good guys turning bad guys the the backstabbing the the fighting the choreography the tournament that, that show went, uh, the actual karate tournament it builds up to that you know it was two episodes of just Karate Tournament, which is stuff we want to see. Like, every episode has a fighting scene. It's just, like, it's it's giving us what we want. It's feeding us what we want, dog. And we get, like, as an audience, we get fulfilled by it. Like, yes, that's how it's getting done. I think a lot of this, también, they, like I feel like they learn from the MCU, right? They learn from the early 2000s, 20, 2010 movies with Iron Man and... And Thor and Captain America were like, yeah, these are comic books. This is silliness. This is childish. But guess what? With the right writing and directing and acting and producing and casting, fool, we can bring everybody in, not just the kids, not just the nerds, not just the uh, rich or the poor, whatever, edu- like everybody, fool. Everybody, if you do this right, and I think they got it with, with Iron Man, fool. Like, with Iron Man fool, I had never even heard of Iron Man, fool. I didn't even know who the fuck this guy was, bro. Like, I'm not a comic book reader, bro. Like, I don't read comic books, fool. All I know are the basic ass fools, dog. Right? The Batmans, the Supermans, the fucking Spider-Mans. Those are the fools I I that's all I know. When they when that movie Iron Man came out, I like Robert Downey Jr. First of all, I knew he was gonna kill it no matter what. I knew it was gonna be cool, and I think that's what brought me in. Which was the great casting on their behind. First of all, check casting, check. Right, and but I had no interest in the movies. I'm trying to tell you, I had no interest in watching Iron Man. Fool, like why would I want to see that? Stupid. Back in 2010, right, 2009. But once we saw it, fool, like this was took a chance on this C-class character. Like, he's not even one of the main dudes that we are a household name. And ran with it and killed it and gambled on it, fool. And the rest is history. And I think everybody kind of looked at that and said, yeah, we don't have to take ourselves too serious, fool. Just have fun with it, fool. Like like Fuller House did, bro. You know? Like fucking... uh, Pinch it... Uh, Say by the Bell's trying to do. I don't know that they've accomplished it, but they're trying to do. And, you know, like, it's just, it's dope, fool. And, and Cobra Kai, dog. Cobra Kai, I'm telling you, fool, it's going to open up this whole new genre of nostalgia and it's going to want us to go, hey, let's go back and do this fucking movie. Let's go back and sh- do a show about this fucking dude. Uh... I'm trying to think what, fool. I mean, like, even Rocky did it with Creed. Like, Rocky did it with Creed, fool. Like, Rocky wants to keep going, but he knows he's fucking 75 years old. He can't keep fucking fighting at 75. So what else can we do with it? And they they, they go, let's go, let's, go with, let's go with Creed's son. What if Creed's son was fucking a boxer? And let's do it all over again with this guy. And they made it work. They made it happen, fool. It's just, like, it's just... It can be done. It can be done correctly, fool. So I'm trying to tell you. It can be done. There'll be some fools that will come out and fuck shit up and do some, some shit. But enjoy it, though. I am trying to tell you to enjoy it. Don't take it too serious. Have fun with it. It is what it is. I heard Dexter's back. You know, um, I haven't seen... I don't have Showtime. I don't have Showtime. I don't have the app. Um... If anybody would like to share with me for a few days just for me to check out Dexter, please feel free to DM me. I would appreciate the showtime. De- I wanted to make a trade. How about that? Let's make a trade. I got uh I got HBO Max. No, I don't have HBO Max. That's not mine. Uh that's the homie Fernie. Shout out to Fernie's for lending me his HBO Max. Uh the Netflix is the baby's mama's. I canceled mine. The Hulus is my other baby's mama. I canceled my Hulu because she got the no commercial Hulu. Uh, I have I pay for Disney Plus. Discovery Plus, uh, Peacock, and Amazon. Those four I pay for, I believe. Yes, I pay for those. Disney, Amazon, Peacock, Discovery. Yeah, and cable. That's what I have. HBO's not mine. Netflix not mine. Hulu's not mine. Yeah, I need showtime, though. If anybody is out there, I'm, I'm down to make a trade with one of my shit. And... Um, but anyways, uh, Dexter's back, and, you know, I was in love with Dexter, fool. I was all in, fool. I, I thought that show was amazing, fool, but that that fucking show ran its course, right? If you're a Dexter fan, you know, like, I think when like, what, se- seven seasons, let's say? I forgot. I can't check. I can't double check right now, but about seven seasons. And the first two, three, four, one, two, three, bro, I was all in, fool. But then after that, it just kind of, like, became the same thing over and over it just became so repetitive like we already knew like every season starts with a serial killer and we're trying to find him and the whole season like every season had a serial killer right it was Edward James Almost. it was uh other people right I haven't seen him in a long time I can't remember for the bad guys but every season had a bad guy and at, for, at first it was cool I'm all in dope serial killers Serial killer trying to catch a serial serial killer. I mean, but when it became the same thing, season four and five and six and seven, who's a serial killer this time? How's he going to get him? Or Dexter's almost going to get caught. Or he almost got, he just got away. Or he got caught, but those people that caught him died and this and that. It's just like, it was just like a lot of the same. Like, yes, I know. I get it. Yes. He almost got caught. He be, be very careful, or you know what I am saying. And it's like, oh God, all right, how much of that can we take for? So when it was gone, I thought, it was, uh, even though ending was kind of weak, I am like, it's over. Let's move on. Now they bring it back. I haven't seen it. I can't talk shit or praise it because I haven't seen it. But I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's gonna be pretty good, right? Uh, I mean, it's a great concept, fool, but. I don't know. I don't know. I'm i will check it out if if I ever come across a showtime app. Or if it drops on Netflix, hopefully later. But I'll check it out. Um yeah, I don't need man, I'm see, I'm all over I'm all over the fucking place today, dog. Uh, I did want to talk about a little bit of football, but let's take a break here. Let me take a quick break and come back with what the fuck happened in football this weekend, right? Some amazing shit, I think, fool Some amazing shit. All right, let me take a quick break. I'll be back. Yo, my comedy album, It's Not My Weekend, is playing exclusively on Pandora right now. You can listen to it entirely on demand and for free by just searching for it on the app. You can listen to it spinning all day, any day, 24 hours on Sirius XM comedy stations all night and all day series XM and Pandora is the audio home for comedy fans, with tons of exclusive comedy albums and original comedy content. Check me out right there, bro! Just search my name; it'll pop up. Late. All right, all right, I'm back. I'm back. By the way, um, uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys are staying safe out there, dog. Everybody's getting that shit, man. Right? We haven't uh met up. We're trying to figure out when we can meet. Uh, yeah, some of us. Funny American wannabes, I've tested positive, and I don't want to say who, you know. It's I, I don't want to disclose that information, but it's not me. Uh, I've kind of tested like three times in the last month because I've been, you know, dealing with these damn self-inflicted codes and not feeling so good here and there. So I've taken like three Rona tests since like before Christmas, since like let's say December 15th or so um so but like for like the last month and all of them have come back negative every one of them um but my one of my kids came back positive which is weird um not the one that's playing high school basketball the one my middle child he got tested positive, but he's asymptomatic like he's been fine he hasn't been sick so just weird um Bay's mama got it um Family's gotten it. My, you know, family's gaining it. A lot of us getting it. We all gaining it. Everyone's gaining it. I'm just surprised I haven't gotten it, dog. Um, I'm going to be in Texas this weekend, as a matter of fact. And I'm going to be in San Angelo and Midland, I believe. Odessa. I'm going to be in San Angelo and Odessa. I got to share those flyers today, actually. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, I haven't been saying much about it, but only because of that. Because I feel like, man, if I get it, I'm going to have to cancel. Um I just got a, a results this morning, Monday morning. I tested on Friday, and the results just came in today, Monday. And so it came back negative, and one of my kids came back positive. But he's been at his mom's since Friday. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, I was supposed to pick him up later tonight because they got school tomorrow, but he's going to get tested first. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I'm trying to keep up. Like, we all are, Right. But uh, he's feeling fine. That's the other issue. So I don't know. It could be a a bad uh, test, or he could be getting over it already. Or who well, I don't know what the fuck, right? But uh, that's why I, uh, I mean I mean I want to go. I I want to. I'm planning to be there. I'm gonna be there. In fact, I have a show tomorrow, Tuesday in Silmar, like a bar show, and I'm getting ready for that. I was at the at the Haha ha Comedy Club this weekend as well. Uh, performed out there, and. Uh, yeah, man. Just uh, just trying to get my feedback under me. Haven't been going up on stage much. And, you know, I do try out new jokes here. Try out new material. Got a couple little bits I'm excited, excited about. But other than that, I kind of just like... Just go with it and then see what happens uh, for the rest of the set. And, uh, I mean, I've had a good time on, on set. That's a good thing. I haven't been bombing. I've been having a really good time on set. So that's good. But... You know, this weekend, I got to do 45 minutes to an hour every night, two nights. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll make it happen, Doc. We'll make it happen. Um, But stay safe out there, man. It's hard to tell with this damn fucking strain, right? Because, again, uh, it feels like, is it just me? It might be just me. But it feels like people are just getting it, but not being as sick or get, getting as sick or just get sick for like a few days and they're back at it. And I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've gotten three codes in the last month, last three, four weeks. So I've gotten three codes. I got a code mid December, late December, early January. And none of them were was COVID. I tested every time. None of them was COVID. So I don't know what the fuck to tell you, Doc. I don't know. Uh, like, yeah, uh, whatever. For right. Uh, Other than that, we had a crazy weekend in the NFL. First of all, Raiders are in the playoffs. I'm very happy and very proud of that. You know what I mean? It's hard going through season after season of mediocrity of these moments. They can't even finish 500 anymore because they got 17 games. So it's either one game over or one game under from now on, at least, minimum. And... We've been a pretty, and we still are. What did we finish? What ten and seven? I believe. Yeah, they were they are both nine and 7. 10 and seven teams. I mean, I'll take any any year they can win ten games. I'll take it. I'll take it for minimum. That's where we should be at every year. At least ten games winning, um, and they got it done yesterday, right? They beat the Chargers, but there was this whole controversy about a tie, right? What and. It almost ended in a tie. It should have ended in a tie. If not for a dumbass Chargers coach, right? This youngster. Yeah, I'm going to call him youngster because I'm older than him. He's only fucking 35 or whatever. This dummy. Uh, The Raiders were obviously running out the clock, right? And were settling for a tie, right? They had... Called it. That's it. Yeah, we're we're gonna tie. Fuck it. We're at midfield. We're at the forty-five yard line. Too far for a field goal. Less than a minute to go. We're gonna just. That's it. Concede. Hey, concede. Nice, nice word. Concede. And tie the fucking game, and move on. Now, a lot is being said about why, like, why play for the tie. I wasn't down to play for the tie. I'm not. I, w- I want the Raiders to win or go out trying to win, like lose, but trying to win. right? Of course, I want them to win. All right? I don't neither team, neither team was trying to tie, but the circumstance and the last two minutes of the game when a two minute warning hit and the Raiders were in midfield in overtime. Two minutes left, overtime, right? First down after that great throw from fucking Carr, right? Which, But again, he didn't have a great game, dude. He did what he had to do, but he had an okay game. Um, We get the first down. We're like in the 45-yard line now of the fucking Chargers territory. Two minutes left. Two-minute warning comes. So now you got a fresh set of downs, all right? First down, you lose a yard. Hmm. Second down, you gain seven yards. Now you're like in the 40-yard lane, all right? Which is still a very long field goal. It's still over a 50-yarder, all right? Which, by the way, my homie Carlson, great fucking kicker. All right. But so at that point, you're going into third down, third and short, third and three but you're also in a very long field goal place. So with less than a less than a minute to go. So all you had to do was run the clock down, right? Try to get the first down, of course, but you're still 3 yards away, you're going to run the ball. You're going to run the ball attempting to get the first down. But if you do not get the first down, now it's fourth down and very short, right? With the clock ticking, right? So by the time that, that that play ends, and if you don't get the first down, it's only going to be like 10 seconds left by the time you kick the ball. You're going to punt the ball. You're not going to go for a field goal. You're going to punt the ball, All right? Punt it over to the Chargers. They're going to get it back with like 10 seconds, only get 15 seconds left. Maybe even 20 seconds, I doubt it. About 15 seconds. What are the Chargers going to do? They're going to take a knee and tie the fucking game, right? That's the right move. For some reason, the Chargers coach called a timeout, stopping the clock at about what? What was it, guys? About 58 seconds? Stopping 38 seconds. 38 seconds. All right? They stopped the clock at third down. Still third and short. So the Raiders are like, all right, fuck it. Let's try and get this first down. We get this first down. The game is over. We get to fucking kick the field goal and for the win. So the mistake that Coach did was calling that timeout and stopping the clock, fool. Why stop the clock? What are you going to get out of that? If they stop in a third down, now it's fourth down, they're still going to kick the ball. I mean, punt the ball. They're still going to punt the ball, and they're still going to be able to run the clock down as much as possible. But you stop the clock, giving the Raiders offense to run a set play and go after that first down instead of them just doing a basic run up the middle, trying to get his, the three yards if possible. If not, fuck it. Let the clock run out and tie the game. Chargers, y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked. I would have loved to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs, first of all. Um, so, and what I'm trying to tell you is that the Raiders were not playing for the tie. It just the circumstance was there for the tie. They were doing the right thing because what happens is that the field goal kick was going to be too long to attempt. Why attempt a field goal over 50 yards, right? When they could get blocked, anything can happen. They could get run back, could fumble. Anything can happen, right? Miss it, and they get the ball from right there. The Chargers get the ball from the 45-yard line, which they would only need 20 yards or so to for them to attempt a field goal. They did the right thing. The Raiders did the right thing. Trying to run the clock out. Why chance it on a field goal that can lose you the game or just tie the game? Yeah, you're helping the Chargers out. And of course we don't want to do that. We're not trying to help them out. We're trying to help ourselves out by not losing this game. By conceding to a tie and getting us in the playoffs. A tie gets Raiders and Chargers in the playoffs. I don't give a fuck about the Chargers getting in the playoffs. It guarantees my spot, the Raiders, into the playoffs. That's all I care about. All I care about. But once we got, we went for it the on third. They got the first down. They gained like another seven, eight yards. Now they're in field goal range. Now they're in pretty good field goal range. What was it, like 42, 43. Well, then, of course you go for the field goal there. Why take a knee now? Now you go for the win. You're in field goal range, and even that kick was sus, right? That shit has holding our breath. Carlson almost fucking mucked that, but at least it was with no time left. You do the right thing, then you go for the win. You have to. You're in field goal range, but we wouldn't be in field goal range. If that dummy, Charger, I can't remember his name, Staley, Bruce Staley, would not have called that timeout at with 38 seconds left. If he would not have called that timeout at 38 seconds left, that clock keeps running. That clock keeps running with third down. Raiders would have run it up the middle, playing it safe. Playing it safe. Or maybe even just take the knee. They might have even just taken the knee and said, fuck uh, a fumble. Fuck, anything bad can happen here. I'll just take the knee, take the tie. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go in the playoffs. Now, if you knew they were going to do that, of course you didn't know that. But that's what it was looking like was going to happen. The Raiders were in no hurry. There were no hurry to run the next play or run the next play after that. The Chargers fucked up bad for Bad, dog. And I feel bad for them. I hate that they lost this way, too, man. I hate that the coaches, the coach literally cost him the playoffs. You know, egos got in the way there, fool. Overthinking got in the head in the way. His track record of being out of the fucking box thinker got in the way, fool. Just new school got himself in the way, fool. He over dunked it, fool. He's a pendejo, way. Dumb fucking move, dog. Dumb fucking move. So, but the Raiders were not playing for a tie. The Raiders were not trying to get a tie. They were just in the situation where a tie benefited them more because where they were in the field, where the ball was on the field. Once they got deeper, of course they were not going to play for a tie, and they shouldn't. They go now you go for the win. Now you go for the win, and they did the right thing there. Of course, they, now they would have taken the knee there in the thirty or well, thirty-five, thirty-eight yard line, whatever they were at. Then that would have looked sus and kind of bitch mood mode, because you're gonna trust Carlson can make a forty-five yarder for. Right, I don't know, dog. The Chargers, I feel bad because I I really like Justin Herbert. I uh, really would have loved to see them in the playoffs. The whole team is pretty fun to watch. And then, and then having another L.A. team in the playoffs would have been dope as well. Do another game in the Soul Fire or whatever eventually. Great, dude. Rams and Chargers and Raiders in the playoffs. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. But no way. Now we let the Pittsburgh Steelers in. Even though I did want to see Ben Rossberger bigger play another game. And that Pittsburgh Steelers defense is fun to watch. But whatever. The only other concern I will give you, the other point I will give, is that a tie for the Raiders meant they would play Kansas City in the playoffs. Winning the game meant that they were going to play Cincinnati. Now, both teams are obviously very dangerous. But who are you going to take your chance with? You're going to take your chance with the Cincinnati Bengals over the Kansas City Chiefs. All day, every day, fool. That's without argument, fool. So that's another thing I would tell you that maybe the Chargers were thinking, like, these fools are going to try and win the game. Let's try and fucking stop him. Let me try and stop the clock because these fools are not going to help us in any way. So let me do what I can on my end. I call a timeout, stop the clock, and stand the game. I get it. I get that part maybe. But it wasn't looking that way. It wasn't looking like the Raiders were on the attack. They were looking like they were just falling back. Happy to let the clock run out for that's the thing. Now, but by winning the game, we get to do we get to play the Bengals, who I'm actually very scared of myself, dog. You know we are. Come on, the kind of season Joe Burrow had, they got Joe Mixon, Chase Higgins, Boyd. I mean, they got a great and the defense is kind of pretty good too. And again, it's going to be in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. I, I'm just right now just happy to be in the dance, fool. Just happy to be in the playoffs. Whatever happens, happens. Um, don't be surprised if Carr fucks our shit up again. It is what it is. Speaking of fucking your shit up, I didn't even get to see the second half of the Rams-Niners game. I saw the first half. I saw the whole first half. Then I went out to run some errands and do some shit. I had to get taken care of. But the Rams were up, what, like 17-0? And they lost that fucking game, bro. Really, fool? I'm all I'm all in on Stafford. I got Stafford's back. He's the right quarterback for our system for what we need him to do. But he's also fucking up a lot, fool. Fucking up a lot. And I'm hoping they fix these things for the playoffs where he's gonna be a little bit more conservative and just not have him do force plays as much as he's been forcing. And by that, like, setting up a good game plan where, like, they run the ball more. That's a bigger part of the plan now that Cam Akers is back. And then the Rams get to just throw as needed. And when you throw, only throw, throw to Cooper Cup. You know, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is I'm hoping they just, like, ease up on all that throwing with Stafford in the playoffs and... Make sure they run the ball more often. I don't know. Good luck to all you motherfuckers. Good luck to all the teams. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. I love how they're doing the Saturday, Sunday, Monday walk card weekend. That's pretty cool. Three days of football. I'm all for that. I'm all for that, homie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is the best time of the year for football, right? Shit. Dog. It's also one of those, like, it's beginning to be the end of football, and I'm already starting to miss it already, cause, you know, all the, the weeks are done. Just a bunch of teams are not gonna be we're not gonna watch play anymore. And uh obviously fantasy football's over. So it's a little like a little bit of mixed everything, right? With football. Man, I love fucking football, bro. So uh but this is the best time of the year. This is what we prepare for, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a drill. Raider Nation is in the playoffs, fool. And I'm excited for them. I just guys just between us not to keep bashing on Mr. David Carr, Derek Carr, but when I see him I see a guy who's going to eventually cost us the game. And unfortunately, that's how I feel about him personally for hopefully he proves me wrong. You know, like I said he's a huge Mamba mentality, huge Kobe fan. He that's his fucking model, bro. And I just hope like Somehow the Mamba mentality comes, takes over him and becomes this fucking superstar quarterback in the playoffs. That would be great. Right. And shut me the fuck up. That would be dope. I'm down with that. I'll take that, fool. I'll take that any day. All right. I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, let's have a great week, man. Let's go out there. I'll be at Casa Torres in the city of Silmar Tuesday night, January 11th. Then I'm heading out to Odessa and San Angelo, Texas. I'll be putting those on my website and on my IG story, dog. All right. Uh, speaking of IG, oh, let me see. I, I got a I push shot. I think I got a shout out or two. My screenshots here I took down. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Mm, ooh, I got a bunch of COVID-19 fucking... Um, Result screenshots here that i would be sharing to my friends and family about who's negative, who's not. All right, here we go. Shout out to uh, Lizzie Zamora. Lizzie Zamora listening to the podcast for the Rivera Chisme. Laugh out loud. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, my homies. Uh, I was waiting for this all day. She said, well, shout out to you, Miss Lizzie Zamora. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh yeah, the the Rivera keeping up with the Riveras uh, was a fun one to do. Uh yeah, I just saw I was getting a haircut the other day at one of my paisa spots, and they were watching that fucking uh TMZ, the Mexican one, and Juan Rivera came out and he's uh over here talking shit about his family members. I guess he's the outcast right now. He's the black sheep of the family. He's been outcasted by everybody something about he owes them money so he's trying to defend himself and clear his name. If you know more about that cheese man, let me know, dog, cuz I like to know what the fuck is going on. I'm not keeping up with that shit, dog, but I seen him over here trying to explain himself on his Instagram that he's not the thief, he's not the this, he's not that, he's not he's not a mantenido, he's not a fucking con man and he's trying to defend. He got his wifey there next to where. By the way, if you're going to put your wifey on Instagram, make an announcement like that, have her at least fucking put some makeup on and take the hoodie off, fool. Like, that's fucking ghetto as shit, dog. But uh, he was out there trying to explain himself. Um, that whole family is crazy, out of whack, right? I feel bad for them. Apparently, Jenny Rivera was like the leader and the, and the person who kept everyone going and together and on the right path. And obviously, she's not here anymore. And um, yeah, they're all just kind of like, cats and dogs fighting with each other that's not cool dog that's that's sad to hear i don't keep up with that shit but that's what it looks like that's what it sounds like and eh, it is what it is dog. all right um no one backed me up with the Aquid shit so i guess no one's an awkward fan just me but all right whatever <laughs> your loss uh yeah nah man let's see what's up all right let's get out of here guys have a great week, man. Y'all enjoy yourselves, man. Uh let me see. Do I have any birthdays or anything like that? Rest in peace, Miss Betty White, too. Dog a legend, of course. And uh yeah, man, some crazy shit so far, right? Let's stay safe out there, man. Be good. All right, come on.